It's Christmas Eve. There's magic in the uh, air. We only have one more sleep till Christmas. I'll tell you, there are so many people, and I'm sure many of you coming this evening, you've, you've been um, anticipating something about Christmas. And it might be that you're anticipating the presents. That's why I wanted to show you that bag. Is that what it's all about? Uh, maybe the ones you're going to give, maybe the ones you're going to receive. Uh, I'm guessing some of you are just looking forward to being with family members and, and with friends. Uh, I'm sure some of you just are saying, I, I like the food or the, or the music at Christmas. And I'll just tell you, those are good things. They're good things. But I'm telling you, when you go to a Christmas Eve service at Lake Avenue Church, you're probably going to hear a pastor like me saying, as good as those things might be, they are nothing compared to what Christmas should really be about. It's really supposed to be about Jesus. Now, now, I got a few amens and a couple of claps, okay. But I, I'm afraid that some of you, if you're really honest with me, you're, you're going to say, but Pastor Greg, uh, things like presents and dinner and with my family, that's really what I want. I, mean, I like bling. I like, I like stuff in this world really more than sometimes what spiritual stuff you talk about. And then I'll pop right back and, and push back and insist. Well, all those things, they're good things. They really are. Uh, presents are good. F food, I like food. I like music and I like family and friends. They're all good. But listen, none of those things are eternal things. They're, they're not things that are going to last. They're the kinds of things that will be imperfect. Uh, they'll, they'll let you down. What, what you need is something, someone in this world who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You need someone. And Jesus is the only one. He's the only one who never lets you down. He's the only one who is perfect. He's what you need at Christmas. And I imagine if I were talking with some of you just one-to-one, -one, at this point you'd say, can I get out of this conversation? And you would think, um, well, that's why you're a pastor after all. So, so the, the, the question is this evening, what is the difference between making Jesus the, the center of your life and your celebration this Christmas rather than a red handbag? Or, or anything else. And I want you to know some of the earliest Christians answered that question for us wonderfully. Um, we've been looking at it all this uh, December here at Lake Avenue Church. Uh, people like a man named Zechariah and later the angels coming to the shepherds and then later this older man named Simeon that we heard the wonderful spoken word song about. Each one of them said, the reason why Christ needs to be the center of our lives is that right now on our own, uh, we are, and their language was, we live in darkness. That most of us, if we don't really know God, we live for things that aren't going to last. We live for things that when they are at the center of our beings, eventually those things, if they're the most important things to us, they, they end up not fulfilling us. They leave us, they leave us empty. Uh, and so the, the early Christians said, that's why Jesus came. And they kept saying, all of them, he came, came to bring light, the light of God into our dark worlds. Now, one of the prophecies, their own prophecies that had been written 700 years before Jesus ever came is the one that they kept looking back to. And we've looked at it several times this evening. I'll show it to you again. It's from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, in which they would look and they would say, people who are walking in darkness with the coming of this child, have seen a great light on those living in the land and what they actually said of, of death darkness, 
a light has dawned. Now, if we keep that verse up there, there are two phrases you've just got to look at on this Christmas Eve. One is that people are walking in darkness. What that really means is um, that every day, I mean, all of us get up in the morning, we don't want to say, I want to live a rotten life. But often the, the thing that happens is that we live our lives, it's almost like when you get up in, in the middle of the night and you can't quite see anything. Have you ever had that happen? And so you, have, you brush up against the wall and you knock some of the artwork off and you need to turn on the light in order to see. We, we walk in darkness. We're trying to find something to live for, but mostly we, we feel like I've got to find more stuff. So some may say, well, I'm not in the darkness. I've got a lot of money. I'm going to tell you, you're in the darkness because that money's not going to last. The last I heard, there's no pocket in a shroud. You can't take it with you. Some people keep thinking, if I could just have this pleasure or this experience at this time, and I'm going to tell you, if you have it now, eventually that thing's not going to satisfy you, and you're going to have to try to find something more, and it's going to leave you empty, walking in darkness. Sometimes we're trying to find a life, and we just can't figure out what's missing. And then that second phrase, seeing a great light. What the Bible declares, what we celebrate here this evening, is that when Jesus came, light is turned on so that we can understand how our maker made us to live, what it is that actually lasts and matters in this world. Now, how do I explain this? Uh, Did did you notice that word? I I retranslated it for you. The Hebrew word, people who are living in death darkness. That's the literal word. He was speaking Hebrew, and he tied those two words together. It's a powerful term, isn't it? It means we're living, but we're not really living. Uh, And and the reason why that phrase is used is that the ancient Jewish people uh, believed that light was essential to real living. In fact, if you read the beginning of the book of Genesis, in the creation account, on the first day, what did God create? In the beginning, God created, God said, let there be, boy, this is a sharp group here. (laughs) Now think about that, especially you Caltech type people who are here. There's light before you even have a son. Let me tell you what the point is of all of that, that, that in all of the Old Testament, that there's no real living apart from light, so God began there, and especially for us as human beings. Without the light, and the light is always referring to what God actually brings into our lives. Now, how do I explain it? So this might be helpful. I, I was uh, pointed to an article by a woman named Holly Otterbein. It was in Popular Science. And so I wondered if it was really true. Uh, but she based her article on, on, on an article uh, on some work that was done by a Caltech planetary scientist, David Stevenson. I bet some of you know him. So if it's at Caltech, it has to be right, correct? All right. Based on his work, I hope she used it right. Here's what, here's what she said. What happens if the sun went out? What happens to you and to this world if the sun went out? And she wrote, within a week, the average global surface temperature of the earth would drop below zero degrees Fahrenheit. In less than a year, it would go to below 100 degrees below zero Fahrenheit. And eventually, our our planet would stabilize at right around 400 degrees below zero. That's even colder than the the winters I experienced in Chicago, if you can believe it. (laughs) Also, if the sun went out, photosynthesis would stop immediately. And so most plants would die quickly within a few weeks. And so the food chain would start being destroyed and animal life would also die. 
Of course, she said, human beings, we're pretty creative and we can adapt our environment. She she said, maybe if we had enough time, we could develop some submarines that could go into the deepest and warmest parts of the ocean. Or maybe others would design nuclear or geothermal-powered sort of living places to live. Of course, that's, that's hopeless because the sun doesn't just warm the earth. It, it also keeps the, our planet in orbit. So if somehow the mass of the sun were gone, which it can't happen, but if it could, the planet would fly off like a ball swung on a string and just suddenly be gone. All this is to say that the light of the sun is essential to our physical and biological lives. And what I want to say to you this evening is, the point of the Bible is that Jesus, the Son of God, is essential to your spiritual life. Uh, to that inner part that, that, that if you put anything into your life, at the heart of your life, at the center of your life, that is temporary, you can know that you'll be walking in darkness eventually. What it means is that that inner being, that spiritual part of us, which is this eternal part of us, if we try to fill it up with anything temporary, money, we'll get it for a while and we'll think I'm in light, but then we'll just need to have more and think why is it not all that I expected it to be? Pleasure, we'll have it, well, one year you'll get a, a, a Christmas present and you thought that's really what I wanted. And so now Christmas Eve comes, you can't even remember what you got last year. It's just the the nature of things. They don't last, they leave us empty, they become our idols. I, I think most of us here this evening have lived long enough to know that once we even get those things that we thought, that's what I really want to have, they don't, they don't just seem to satisfy the way they thought they would. And I'll tell you why. Because the Bible keeps telling you and me that we have been made in God's image. And a part of that is, you and I have been made to have a real relationship with God, to have him in our lives, directing our lives. And that's what they meant now with the coming of Jesus. A light has broken into this world who can come into our lives and bring us the life of God. That's what Christmas is all about. Jesus came so that that core of your being could be filled with the life of God. Uh, time doesn't permit me to talk as much with you about this as I'd like to. We do have services other Sundays just to let you know. <laughs> but I'll, I'll just end with this. Don't you, don't you ever find that there are those times that you've been really working for something and longing for something and then you get it and then at the end you say, my, there's got to be more about life than what I'm experiencing. Haven't you ever had that? Jesus came to give light to your eyes, to the inner eyes of your life, so that you can know God and live in his light. How? You need to turn to God. You have to confess, you have to admit that there is darkness in your life, some things that you just know are missing. Living for yourself isn't all, there's probably things that need to be forgiven. One of the beautiful things about the gospel of Jesus is that when you turn to him, he receives you. When you want him to cleanse you, he, he cleanses you and starts, when you want to start all over with him again, he starts all over with you again. That's the kind of God we worship. Tell him you want to receive Jesus into your life. Believe in him. Give your life to him.
walk in the light. Maybe the best thing I can do is to let Jesus tell you about that himself. That'd be better than anything I can say, don't you think? It's my favorite Christmas verses. Every Christmas Eve, this is my ninth one. I have given these verses. Here's what Jesus said, John 3, 16 and 17. God, the maker of the universe, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him, so I gotta stop there. Who's in the whoever? Who's in the world that God loves? That, that's you, that's you, that's me too, hallelujah. That whoever believes in Jesus, this one who came, the child who came, will have eternal life, the light of God. Because, Jesus said, God did not send his one and only son into this world uh, to condemn the world or to condemn you. He sent his one and only son into this world so that you could be saved through him. That's the message of Christmas that I want you to grab hold of. Uh, The people walking in darkness, we can still see a great light. Those living in a land of death darkness, trying to put temporary things into the core of our lives, a light has come, a light has dawned for to us a child is born. Tonight what we're going to do is have a lighting ceremony. It will be a little different from what we've usually done. I'd like you to take out your candle-like lights even now. Jesus is the light who came into the world, so just think about this. And when you receive him, he comes into your life. And so his light is within you. You become a child of the light and you can carry his love and his hope and his light out to our world. This is a beautiful message. We're gonna symbolize that. We're gonna feel that this evening. So here's what we're going to do. As uh, we are singing all is well, we're going to have the lights all come down. All the lights are gonna be coming down. So we will experience a little bit of that darkness. Then I'm gonna be coming over to the Advent candles. Uh, If you haven't been here, the first candle is the prophecy candle, the one that said a child is coming. Uh, the, the, um, the second candle is the John the Baptist candle, that there would be a forerunner who came before Jesus, John came. The third candle is the angels and shepherds candle, of the ones who declared he has come, and then the shepherds went out and said, yes, it's true. The, candle, uh, the fourth candle is the Mary and Joseph candle, that simple, humble family through whom uh, Jesus came into this world, the center candle is the Christ candle, the light of the the world candle. So as we get to a point at the end of the song, all is well, I'm going to come up and light the Christ candle. Then I'll walk up to the the front here. And when I turn on my candle, I I would like you also to turn on yours. So keep them in the darkness until we'll come. And what we will be saying is the light of the world has come into this world and we're gonna be saying he has come into my life as well. So listen, sing with us as we sing these songs and we will experience, I think, some of what I try to talk to you about this evening.